some think we're funny Most people don't know We're too old for this podcast Hello everyone, this is my very good buddy, Abby Barrett And this is my very good buddy, Brendan Boogie And this is We're Too Old for This Podcast Here's the concept Two best buddies, that's Abby and myself Watch buddy movies And then we compare the movie friendship to our own This week we are covering 1959's Some Like It Hot Starring Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon And also Marilyn Monroe is in this movie So everyone that's in it is dead, I think Right? Is everyone in the movie dead? Yes, <laughs> Pretty sure. I mean, not, not in the movie They were alive when they filmed the movie <laughs> Some of them were actually dead in the movie. That would have been weird if, if it was because if we just tuned in into this movie and it was like a whole weekend at Bernie situation <laughs> where every single car- actor was actually dead, dead, but they were a puppet. I would watch that movie. That's true. They should re- they should dig up the if rotting th- corpse. Who, who do you think they? If you all right, so let's say right now yep. you get to cast a dead person movie. Yep. They're going to now you have to kind of time it so that they're fair. You know, you have to decide whether you want bones, whether you want half rotted. You know, we're going to go with the way their corpse is now. Like who, who's in the movie for you? I mean, I think now they it's been like decades. Yeah, I'm I, saying I think, any actor. Oh, oh, OK. I thought you we were talking about like level of decomposition. Um, no, no. Okay. They're probably all bones yeah, right now. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're bones. But like you get to cast. We're going to do a weekend at Bernie's. But you have to cast it. Who do you cast in it? I think I would do James Gardner and recast an episode of Rockford Files. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. See, if I'm going to reanimate someone, I'm going to go Betty White. And, and well, it, you know, because it's too I, soon. I, I, well, that's so she'll be less decomposed. That's the thing. She'll look the most like Betty White. Yeah, will because she? Because James Garner, James Garner is just going to be a bunch of bones. I know, I mean, but like be anybody's bones. Rotting Betty White is going to bum a lot of people out. But you'll still recognize her as Betty White. That's my point. I don't know. We need to talk to a um, mortuaryist. A mortuaryist. <laughs> yeah, to find out like what what's up with that. Well, if anyone knows uh, how quickly Betty White is probably decomposing, you could tag us at We're Too Old Pod on social media or email us at We're Too Old Pod at gmail.com. We're happy to know that information. Yes. But before we get into the movie, maybe it would help if we introduce each other to people who may not know us. Sure. Um, I can introduce you. Oh, um, please do. Brendan Boogie is a filmmaker, a um, animator at times, a writer sometimes at as well. Times, at times, when I'm not sleeping. A um, bank teller at times, a systems process analyst. And <laughs> at other times. At other times. And um, he works at a car wash. It's all the time. All the time. 24-7. Yeah. You'll see me there. I'm yeah. out there doing, I'm, uh, that's, my, that's my main, my main gig yes. at, at Car Wash. You are so, you, you're so good at just making up inaccuracies about me. I didn't make any of that up. Okay. I went to well, your LinkedIn just, page and read all <laughs> about it. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Just, just quote my LinkedIn page. And this is Abby Barrett. She is a singer. She is a songwriter. She is a lady band member. Speaking of this movie, mm-hmm. and she is a man dressed as a woman dressed as a man. Mm-hmm. It's a whole, so it's like it's like a Victor Victoria Victor thing. Ex- yeah, exactly. Victoria, it's Abby Aboria Abby, and the spitting image of a decomposing Betty White. It's true, all true. You 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 get stopped in the street often. Like, are you decomposing <laughs> Betty White? 
<laughs> and I'm like, no, I just look like her. I'm flattered, though. I'm so flattered. flattered. You'll, you'll sign an autograph as mm-hmm. decomposing Betty White just because you don't want to disappoint them. Oh, God, no. Yeah. So let's get into this movie. This movie's made in 1959. So that was like, what, when you were in freshman year of high school, something like that? Uh, I think <laughs> I was year a sophomore. Because you're old. That was old. a good one. Solid burn. Thank you. Solid Thank burn. Thank you. Solid burn. <laughs> Why don't we get into the movie with one of your famous Abby Barrett recaps? Sure. Um, so we begin the movie at the start. <laughs> That's a good place to begin. Yep. Um, and we've got Joe and Jerry, who are played by Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon, and they are out-of-work Chicago musicians, and they're playing in a, like a speakeasy, and they kind of have to stop playing because the places, the police come in and are all like, get out of here, you jerks. Um, that's exactly what happens. So on the way to borrow a car for a gig, they are witnesses to uh, St. Valentine's Day massacre, a gangland murder. So they have to go on the run. And then Joe remembers that there's this opening for two female musicians in Miami. So he and Jerry decide to pose as women and join the band at the train station. What's the matter now? How do they walk in these things, huh? How do they keep their balance? Must be the way the weight is distributed now. Come on. It is so drafty. They must be catching cold all the time, huh? Will you quit stalling? We're going to miss the train. I feel naked. I feel like everybody's staring at me. With those legs, are you crazy? Now, come on. Have you ever worn high heels? I I feel like maybe when I was a little kid, I probably tried to like walk in high, like my mother's high heels or something yeah. like that. But I am not a person who, you know how some male presenting people when they kind of put on a wig or a dress or whatever, you're like, oh, wow, they look like a real, like I'm not a good looking Woman. Woman. Yeah. Like at all. Like I just don't, it, there's something about my face that only, it's like you have to be a middle-aged Irish guy. Mm-hmm. Like that is, I just have this big old, big old potato-eating face. You do get confused for Mr. Mrs. Potato Head though sometimes. <laughs> Mr. Always Mr. Potato Head. That's the oh, thing. Oh, not Mrs.? Even, okay. Even when, even when I'm wearing, in my just nude with, with my arms and legs, my plastic arms and legs sticking out of me. It's always Mr. Potato Head. Okay. You remember Dave Foley from like Kids in the Hall? Yeah. And yeah, so like he famously like looks great as a woman <laughs> for yes, some he reason. Does. Like whenever they dress up and they even did something on news radio where like he would have to wear a dress and like uh Lisa, who was his girlfriend, was sort of like mad that he, he looked better than she did yeah. in it. And so I'm like the opposite of that. I, I just look bad in a dress and makeup and all that. It just doesn't work for me. I wish. I wish I could be more versatile. Yeah. Are I- you a high heel wearer? I I mean I like I like high heels and I don't mind wearing them. I'm the listeners don't know this per se, but I'm seven foot, uh, right? Seven foot twelve. Um, You're so, extremely tall. Yeah. So uh, it tends to make me just which ne- isn't like a like a bad thing at all. It's just that people get annoying about it. Like I can't just show up and be tall like some dudes got to be like you know like you're tall. What kind of things do they say? Like literally, they are like you're tall. And I'm like, yeah. cool, I know. Or, you know, like, it's just, I don't know. There's always, like, just weird leers and stuff. So it just, I'd rather not have the attention at this point. Oh, wow. I thought you loved attention. Oh, no, wait, that's me. That's you. <laughs> yes, yeah. Right. I should start wearing heels. Is that just me or Tony Curtis, though? He kind of makes a nice-looking lady. Yeah, Tony Curtis doesn't look bad. Yeah, yeah I think good. Jack, I think Jack Lemmon doesn't look as good, but I think Tony Curtis, you're like, yeah, I think it's because he's got those eyes. I think yeah, he does. He's, like, really long lashes kinda, and... Right, right. I think he, he's not a bad looking, not a bad looking woman. 
So on the train, Joe and Jerry become, um, they turn into Josephine and Daphne, those are their names, and join this all-female band, which includes Sugarcane, played by Marilyn Monroe, who they catch secretly drinking. I play the ukulele and I sing, too. Sings, too? <laughs> well, I don't have much of a voice, but then this isn't much of a band, either. I'm only with them because I'm running away. Running away from what? Oh, don't get me started on that. Hey, you want some? It's bourbon. I'll take a rain check. <laughs> I don't want you to think I'm a drinker. I can stop any time I want to, only I don't want to, especially when I'm blue. We understand. All the girls drink. It's just that I'm the one that gets caught. Story of my life. I always get the fuzzy end of the lollipop. At that point, you would think, is this movie going to be an intervention about sugarcane's drinking problem? And it is. That's what I thought That was anyway. surprising. Yeah, surprising. They just did group <laughs> therapy for another 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. No, what they do instead is they manipulate her and lie to her. Like, this movie should have been like, some like it hot, parentheses, 90 minutes of lying to Marilyn Monroe and manipulating a woman. (laughs) Yeah, 90 minutes of bad male behavior. But, you know, again, I think when you're looking at the 50s, you have to sort of go, hey, this is a relic of another time. Yes. But let's, but that behavior is not acceptable. It wasn't acceptable then, and it's not acceptable now, Abby. Certainly not. I know. I'm sorry that I was a horrible man. <laughs> yeah, how dare you be a horrible man I, in the fifties? The worst. You're the worst businessman in the fifties. <laughs> I'm a businessman. Um, Is that what you say in business? You walk in and go, "I'm a businessman." I'm a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> so Sugar tells them all about her plan to meet a millionaire in Miami. Um, and when they arrive, Joe and Jerry find that when they are dressed as women, they aren't treated very well by the men. Speaking of dirty old man. I just got pinched in the elevator. Now you know how the other half lives. Look at that, I'm not even pretty. They don't care, just so long as you're wearing a skirt. It's like waving a red flag in front of a bull. Really? Well, I'm sick of being the flag. I want to be a bull again. Now, what do you say? Let's get out of here. Let's blow. Blow where? You promised me, Joe, that the minute we hit Florida, we were going to beat it. How can we? We're broke. Well, we could find another band, a male band. Look stupid. Right now, Spats Colombo and his chums are looking for us in every male band in the country. So humiliating. So you got pinched in the elevator. So what? Would you rather be picking Len, Eddie, and Abel? All right, all right. But how long do you think we can keep this up? What's the beef? We're sitting pretty. Look, we get room and board. We're getting paid every week. Look, look at the palm trees. Flying fish. What are you giving me with a flying fish? I know why you want to stay here. You're after sugar. Me after sugar? I saw you, the both of you, in that bus all lovey-dovey and whispering and giggling and borrowing each other's lipstick. I saw you. What are you talking about? Me and sugar? You and sugar. We're just like sisters. Notice how he's like, well, I'm sick of being the bull rather than like, oh, I feel really bad for women. Like, maybe I should be a better person. That was the whole thing was like, (laughs) during that conversation, I was like, oh, maybe in this movie, they're going to like being in someone else's shoes. They're going to learn the lesson and kind of change their behavior towards women. But no, nope. They just double down. <laughs> oh, those fifties men! Mm-hmm. I think you should be very ashamed, you fifties businessman. <laughs> Bad fifties businessman. <laughs> um, so Joe decides he wants to seduce Sugar, and he poses as a millionaire um, named Junior, and he quote unquote accidentally runs into her on the beach and impresses her with his lies until Jerry, aka Daphne, shows up. Sugar. Sugar! Come on, dearest. Time to change for dinner. Well, allow Daphne to. I'll catch up with you later. Oh, okay. No! 
What is it, young lady? What are you, you staring at? This happens to me all the time in public. I recognize him, too. His picture was in Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair? Would you mind moving along, please? Yes, you're in his way. He's waiting for a signal from his yacht. His yacht? It sleeps 12. This is my friend Daphne. She's a Vassa girl. I'm a what? Or was it Bryn Moore? I heard a very sad story about a girl who went to Bryn Moore. She squealed on her roommate, and they found her strangled with her own bezier. Yes, we have to be very careful whom we pick for a roommate. Hmm? Bryn Moore. So, th <laughs> so I think we have to talk about what the hell accent Tony Curtis is supposedly doing there. Oh, I did I a deep dive. Did you? I, Tell me about I it. I actually researched. Look at you. First time for everything. Well, because I was watching and I was like, this sounds like a Cary Grant impression. It did sound like a Cary Grant And then Grant I read about like an interview with Tony Curtis and he was just such a fan of Cary Grant, just thought he was like so debonair, but also, you know, ha had this sort of Cary Grant impression when he was talking to the director because he was like, well, how do I play this millionaire? And the guy's like, any way you want. He's like, well, I was thinking of maybe doing a Cary Grant thing. And the guy's like, just do it. Mm -hmm. That's what that's but, what we got. But, but what's Cary like? But what is Cary Grant's accent like? What country is Cary Grant supposed to be from? He is he is British American. Oh, so he does. He? Yeah. So I think that it's it actually is like a weird it's mix. A legit it's not like weird mix. Put. I mean, I I bet it's like a legit accent combined with whatever. Well, it's it's sort of like put you on. Know, reminds, yeah, it reminds me of like the Kennedys accent. Mm -hmm. Now, like I was born and raised in Boston. There's no one in Boston that sounds like the Kennedys except the Kennedy family, and they all sound like that. Yeah. It's just so weird that an, a family would have an accent that's different. Than I mean, the you rest can hear of the some state. Of, right, and the rest is, I mean, you can hear a little bit of Boston accent in there, but it's so, like John F. Kennedy, you, like it's, <laughs> like it sounds nothing <laughs> Sorry, what like, is it like? That was my Kennedy impression. I, I didn't quite catch that. I you are, you hustle, hustle. I don't yeah, know okay. anything that the he man actually, actually said. He doesn't actually say words. Okay. I don't, I don't remember what the man said because I was not paying attention during history class. Um, how things turn out for him? Good, right? Yeah, he's still alive. Oh, good. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's still still with us. Yep. Still with us. That's good. But yeah, okay. So that's interesting that Cary Grant had like a mixed accent that it actually he actually came to honestly and it wasn't just some weird... Because yeah. I know in a lot of those movies... They taught that at like they are, you know, they they yeah you know, that they taught they they kind of taught that accent. Well, I think it's broadcaster accent, so I don't think Cary right, Grant's right. thing is like a hundred percent authentic. Right. But you know, why assuming don't we he's have British, broadcaster accents. Oh, I do. Do you? Oh, I do, Brendan. <laughs> That's your broadcaster accent. Yes, it's very breathy. Okay, maybe we should. It's like move I on. smoked a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> That's making me very uncomfortable. I'm Let's so sorry. <laughs> What's yours? What's my my broadcast accent? Yeah. This is it. This is all I can do. This is the absolute best I can sound. Sadly enough, that is sad. It's just awful. Yeah. Although I guess I do slip into my radio voice sometimes. Oh, that's your radio I voice. I, I try to make it a little lower. Try to get that bass you, in my voice going. Okay, you just sound like like a bad. A bad Sounds impressionist like, of John Wayne. Of John Wayne. You're like, hey, now look out. See, <laughs> there's a cow. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Those classic John Wayne lines. <laughs> look out for that cow. I think what we've learned is we shouldn't do impressions when we don't have any idea of who the person is that we're doing the impression of. Yeah, I agree with that. 
So Joe convinces Jerry to help him seduce Sugar, and Jerry, Daphne, uh, dances the night away with a real millionaire named Osgood, while Joe takes Sugar to his yacht, and he pretends to be, like, this sort of frigid, incapable of love guy, and then manipulates Sugar into trying to, quote-unquote, cure him. It's another level of manipulation. He goes in there, he's like, oh, no, this doesn't work yeah. for me. When Marilyn Monroe's making out with me, it does nothing for me. Yeah. You know, it's quite, it's, 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 there's a lot of manipulation in this movie, but that's another level of manipulation. Yes. Poor Marilyn. Everything turned out okay for her, though, right? She's still with us. God damn it, Brendan. Okay, so meanwhile, the mob guys come down, um, spats Columbo and his crew for an opera appreciation society, which is basically code for mob business. Thinly veiled mafia mm, meeting. Yep. And the mob recognizes Joe and, uh, Jerry and chases them around the hotel and in the end they make their escape with Sugar who doesn't care at all about Joe's lies which is strange Nope. and uh, to Osgood's yacht where Jerry finally tells him the real truth about himself Osgood I'm gonna level with you we can't get married at all why not well in the first place I'm not a natural blonde doesn't matter I smoke I smoke all the time I don't care I have a terrible past. For three years now, I've been living with a saxophone player. I forgive you. I can never have children. We can adopt some. But you don't understand, Osgood. Oh, I'm a man. Well, nobody's perfect. sort of ends on kind of a like ju- a nice accepting note yeah i kind of like, love that uh, line. i think that line was also not original like it wasn't intended kind of thing oh yeah this is like research that i didn't do i read briefly and then quickly like saw something shiny and didn't Rin. continue it but yeah it, it, it ends on a real like oh well great good for you you're accepting of, yeah. of gender, gender roles aren't as important to you in 1959 osgood good yeah. for you it was a nice ending so that's some like get hot Yes, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Your enthusiasm is killing is me supportive. today. So the question is, who has a better friendship? Joe and Jerry from Some Like It Hot or Abby and Brendan from No One Likes It At All? <laughs> when should we find out? Next. Next. Buddies and stuff. And now a word from our sponsor. Brendan, have you ever heard the expression hat on a hat? Yes, actually I have. Hat on a hat means like when you're, it's when, it's when you're writing comedy and there's something that's already funny and you're trying to make it more funny. So the idea is like, oh, you, it's like a hat on a hat. You have a funny hat on, you put another funny hat on, it's not as funny. So the idea is that if you do too much, it's not as funny. Well, the good people at Hat on a Hatify disagree. They believe that nothing is funnier than a hat on a hat, and they've created an app to prove it. They cre- they created an app? Yeah, it's awesome. So you basically download this app, Hat on a Hatify, yeah. um, and whatever hat you're wearing in the moment or what hat you're going to wear, it comes up with another hat to put on top of that hat that is guaranteed to add to the overall funniness of your hat. So you, you come up with a hat... And then hat on a hatify comes up with another hat that makes that hat funnier. Yes. I don't understand. Do you want, we could demonstrate it? Yeah, please, okay. please. Okay, so. This, so- this sounds really stupid. It, I'm not going to lie. Well, it's not. It's pretty awesome. Okay, all right. So, like, uh, give me a hat. Uh, well, right now I'm wearing a scally cap. Okay, so. so let me get the app. Okay, so result is 1978 Montreal Expos cap. 
on top of the scally cap. Exactly. I uh, okay. I mean, I think that's pretty funny. I guess. Like, how about how about a how about a Viking helmet? Okay, it'd be funnier than that. Okay. Beanie formerly worn by a monkey. <laughs> okay, that's all right. I could see why a beanie on top of right. Right. Like, how about a classic pork pie hat? You can't beat that. Can't add to that. Let's find out. One of those double beer helmets, but filled with tapioca pudding. That is funnier. That is funnier. I mean, come on. That's I, funny. I think I got to stump this thing. How about Abraham Lincoln's top hat? Okay. Tall order. Hold on. Abraham Lincoln's other top hat. On top of the top hat? Exactly. You know what? I'm convinced. Hat on a hat. Of, I, I don't really see how much practical use this app has, but it, it, it does come up with funny hats. It's funny. I mean, honestly, the, I think the, the comedy is almost priceless. It, it, yeah, it is know? almost priceless. But it's actually, this app is, is totally worth it for just $79 a month. $79 a month. Yeah. And it comes up with hat ideas. Who's going to tell you what other hat to put on top of your hat, Brendan? I, I mean, I, I guess, I suppose it's worth $79 a month. I think it is. Thank you to the good people of Hat on a Hatify yes. for sponsoring this podcast. Yes, thank you. My God. One of us means it. Boogie buddies and barren boobies, oh what? Welcome back to We're Too Old for this podcast. My name is Abby Barrett. And I'm Brendan Boogie. That's what? my broadcast voice. I was trying to do a broadcast voice. I got voice. so confused. I was like, who is that? That's Brendan Boogie, see? Oh, it's Mr. Potato Head, see? <laughs> so we're talking about... Some like it hot from 1959, a classic buddy movie. One of the one of the classic buddy movies, yes. I'd say. So before we get into our friendship versus Joe and Jerry's friendship, maybe it would help the listener to know how it is that we actually met. Well, a lot of people don't know this, but we actually met on a train, and right. it was during this period when there was like a great ice age, and everything else was like all snowed and covered in snow. And and there was an ice age? There was an ice age. and uh, we Like would, in the whole world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We couldn't leave the train because we'd freeze. And then each okay. train, it was like this dystopian nightmare where each train, okay. like the people in the front of the train were really rich and we were the poor oh, right, people right. in the back. I remember that. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we had to like fight our way to the fronts. And um, I think they made a movie about it. Yeah, what was the name of that movie? Uh, Three Men and a Baby. Oh right, yes, yeah. three yeah, men yeah. and a baby on the on the frozen apocalypse train. Yeah, yeah, right. I remember that. Yeah, Steve yeah, Gutenberg, exactly. Ted Danson. Right, Tom Selleck. Yep, yep. The baby. The baby. Yeah. Mm. Famous baby. It was weird. Yeah, it was, it, the baby was the only one that survived. Spoiler alert. Yes. But it was quite a quite a satisfying. Well, survives the train, but then does get hit by a bus as soon as the baby steps off the train. Right. That part was really so, hard. Right, because the world is frozen, but the buses are still operating. And Well, yeah, I mean, public transportation is really important. It is. Infrastructure. Mm-hmm. It's all about infrastructure. Yep. That's how we met. That's how we met. That's the truth. True, true story. So the first question we always ask when we watch these movies is, which one of us is the Joe and which one of us is the Jerry? I'm going to make you go first this time. Okay. I think I am the Joe and you are the Jerry, a.k.a. Daphne, right? Okay, am okay. I getting that right? Yes. Yeah. You are the, I am the Jack uh, Lemon. you are the Tony right, Curtis. Right, so I'm the Tony Curtis, okay. I'm the Tony Curtis. Because I think at the, at the end of the day, they're both fairly despicable by modern standards, <laughs> the way they treat people. Mm-hmm. But I think the, 
lengths that I would go to nail an in her prime Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have any moral. I think it's like, well, I have moral, you know, I have a moral compass and all this. But it's like, yeah, but you get to nail Marilyn Monroe. I was like, morality, shmorality. Like, right. I okay. think I would just throw it all out the window because, you know, Marilyn Monroe, obviously, in her day was just the, not now. I mean, now she's quite old, but she's alive, I, I'm, yeah, I'm she being is. told. Very right? old. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that she's very old and she's still alive yeah. and very happy and everything turned out well for yes, Marilyn Monroe. Correct. What about you? What do you think? Well, I think that I would not help you. Have sex right. with Marilyn Monroe because mm. that would just, you know, it is despicable to to lie to somebody. With that said, I would agree that I am probably, well, yeah, I guess I am probably the Jerry because I feel like I would just be like, all right, we'll go to Miami and, you know, dress and drag and play in a band. Like, I'd have he nothing, I'd have like nothing better going on. So I'd be like, sure, <laughs> you know, like I would just be up for it. Yeah, like on the train and stuff, Jerry seemed to be having more fun with it. He wanted to drink with the girls yeah. and, and all that stuff. Do you think that, you know, you're you're a musician. Do you think it would be fun to be in that band with, you know, with all those girls yeah. and taking a train to to down to down to Miami? You would yeah, like that kind of gig? Yeah, I think they were all complaining about it and I was like, that would be awesome. You're paid. It's like a dream come true. Yeah, you're getting yeah. paid. You're on a train that has sleeper cars, which that's just like fun. You know, they're all like hanging out in their pajamas, playing music, staying at nice hotels. Millionaires Mm -hmm. are talking to them. I don't see what's right. What's the problem? Yeah. What's the fucking problem? What are you complaining about? What are you bitches complaining about? Come on, you stupid dames. Would you enjoy that? If it was an all boy band, all boy band? No, I feel like every time there's just men involved. It just goes south. Like any any like environment where I remember I was I was talking to a a baseball player who played, you know, baseball his whole life. And he was talking about all of the sort of just the pranks and things that go like at a high level. We're talking about major league level. Like the way that you know, the people treat each other and the you know, just the you know, pissing on each other. Like Mm -hmm. all of this stuff that's just like and you just think like if women were here, this wouldn't happen. No. Like, what is it about all male environments that just we just get down, turn into just cavemen? It's just awful. I and hate it's it. so much ego involved too. No, the masculinity thing. We, I, I just don't like. I've just never been down with it. And I, you know, every time we sort of have to like. I'm in a situation where I have to fit in or I have to like have my ego or, you know, be a guy with a bunch of guys. I'm just like, oh, where are the women? I, I just, can we get a mix of women in here? It just always makes sense. Like, do you better. have just some binders filled with women? Can we just get some binders filled with women in yeah, here? Yeah. It's a nice dated reference. Yeah. Thanks. My throwback to Mitt Romney. Shout out. Shout out to the Rom. To the Mitt Rom. Mitt Rom. To Roe. the Mitt Rom. Mitt Rom. Mitt Rom. Mitt Rom. Do you would you think you prefer to be in an all woman band in yes. back then or versus your band now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will say that I love my band. Right. But none of them are taking me on a train to Miami to play music right. professionally. So. Yeah, you're hanging out with Marilyn Monroe who's playing ukulele. Yeah, and, and the mean but lovable orchestra conductor lady. You mentioned earlier that you wouldn't help me manipulate Marilyn Monroe into sleeping correct. with me, which is just, I mean, I thought we were friends. But like, but it kind of brings up the idea of a wingman, because earlier in the movie, it seems that, that Jerry wants to get with Sugar. 
Yes. And they both are, are like her, but it, instead of becoming a competition, Jerry steps back and helps Joe by kind of taking um, the million, you know, distracting Osgood so that, that Joe can take his yacht. So he's a wingman. He becomes a good wingman. Yeah, he's, he's a solid wingman. Right, right. Yeah. So, so how do you do as a wingman? I think I am a pretty good. I'm pretty good wingman. Yeah, I did have a um, moment my senior year. We went down to, I forget where we were. It was like some party place, and my friend. We went to a club that ended up having like a wet t-shirt contest, and my friend yeah. forgot his glasses, so he couldn't see. So I was just describing what I saw to him. <laughs> to help him out that was the extent of your wingman that was, but i think that's a pretty good wingman though so so you were kind of saying okay that one yes that one no no I, it wasn't a yes or no it was more like a oh like that one's got you know i don't know because you I, I don't know if you remember this but you have actually successfully wingmanned me i do not remember this right so one time we were at a, i mean on multiple occasions but like one in particular, we were at a bar. It was the um, Highland Kitchen in Somerville, Mass. Shout out. Sure, yes. And place. we were there. It was just the two of us, and we were hanging out, having dinner, and having drinks. And there was this lovely young lady that was sitting next to you. Mm-hmm. And we started a conversation with her, and she and I were hitting it off a little bit. And she was, you know, I mean, she was like, I'm, it's a reach for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> It was a. Re- I can safely say that if it weren't for you bridging the gap, okay, I, d- I don't think I would have. Uh, I would have succeeded the way I did, and okay. I did succeed with, with her because you you also noticed there was a vibe going on. Okay, and you excused yourself at the end of the night, leaving. Oh, I, you know, yeah, I don't and it at all. so yeah, no, you did. You were a great wingman, and totally unintentionally. Because I think if you intentionally tried to do it, you probably would have fucked it up. For I would me. been like, oh my god, my friend likes you so much. Oh my god, and don't don't believe what you hear about him is that the woman what? that's um buried in your backyard now no 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 harm no harm came okay. to her okay. or any other woman i've ever slept okay, with okay. so <laughs> but for her it was a one-time thing for me i would have been perfectly happy to sort of uh continue. you know continue because yes. she was lovely and she was nice and we got along really well but for her clearly she was once abby was out of the picture the fairy dust was gone <laughs> So I think I owe you that one. I owe you that one. You sure do. Well, thinking about their adventures, I came across this quiz. Oh, really? A quiz? Yeah, a quiz, which is something we've never done before, I don't think. You know, it's probably worth a shot. Okay, okay. It's probably worth a shot to do a quiz. It's very, um, you know, it's very, it touches on the movie quite a bit, actually. So question number one, multiple choice. Mm -hmm. We have to share a bed on a train sleeper car. And which version of me would be the worst to okay. share a bed with? A, right. I'm stoned, hyper, and refuse to stop talking about aliens. Okay. B, I fall asleep right away, but I've eaten a chili dog, a side of cauliflower, and some ice cream. <laughs> C, I've picked up a stray dog, and he only wants to hump your leg. Mm-hmm. Or D, before we fall asleep, I take 20 minutes to argue that while his politics are terrible, the my pillow guy really does make great pillows. <laughs> Which is the worst. Which is the worst one of those. Yes. I think the stoned 
hyper won't shut up about aliens version okay. of you is is the worst okay and uh anything that, that i've been around you that is close to that has been inf- infuriating yes just, just <laughs> infuriating to be around when you're when you because you, you're because i because your drunk move when you won't is like no wait wait a minute wait a minute like whatever anyone's trying to do wait like you try to stop everything and you need to understand. You just need to understand. You guys got to listen. Just look. Yeah, right. Look and listen. And it's, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you're aware of that, but it's like, wait a minute, everybody. It's like, we're not waiting a minute, Abby. Nope. Everyone's decided we've got to go. Well, wait, wait just a minute. <laughs> that's my move. That's my move. Yeah, that's your, that's your move for mm-hmm. sure. All right. Question number two. Another multiple choice question. Ooh. So in the movie, there's a scene where a guy jumps out of a cake and shoots Spats Columbo and his, his right. cronies. Okay. Um, spoiler so, alert. Spoiler alert. But yeah, it doesn't spoil 1959. Much. Yeah. It's, just, it's your problem if you haven't I haven't movie. seen it yet. What the fuck? <laughs> I've been really trying to avoid the news so I don't see any spoilers. Okay. So which, in your opinion, would be the worst thing to jump out of a cake on your birthday? Mm-hmm. A- Joseph Stalin. Mm-hmm. B, the ghost of your great-grandmother, and she's naked and ready to party. <laughs> C, a cannon filled with toenail clippings. Mm. Or D, your high school gym teacher. Uh, my, high, my high school gym teacher thought I was hilarious. He, okay. he, they, they didn't They didn't make me do any work because I thought he, he thought I was funny. Me and my friend Joe, we, we just would do stupid shit like we would pass the ball to each other if we were on the opposite teams and everyone else hated it but my my gym teacher thought it was funny so he's good i wouldn't mind him popping out of a cake okay. toenail can of toenails yeah i think no so it's great grandmother ghost naked yes and she's yeah you know she's a little randy she, she's randy okay mm-hmm. i think i still i think the part of me would be like oh well i never thought ghosts exist so i'd want to see that so i think it's canon full of toenails it's the worst I just one i think that's i think that's the worst one okay. i think that's the grossest right. what about you i think that joseph stalin would be a little terrifying <laughs> <laughs> i suppose you know just i mean i, I guess kind of like a mass murderer but yeah no yeah. toenails he's still are around super scary. Every, everything everything turned out okay with stalin though right yeah no he's great Everything, he didn't kill 20 million people? Yeah, no, he's living with Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Okay, if you were part of the mob... I don't know a lot of history is what I'm saying. (laughs) Clearly. If you were part of a mob, or the mob, Mm -hmm. sorry, what would your Mm -hmm. preferred mob name be? This is a multiple choice. Okay. Preferred mob name. Here we go. Okay, multiple choice, yeah. A, Brendan Wetpants Boogie. (laughs) B, Squealy McRatsalot. (laughs) C, Dead Guy Walking. (laughs) Or D, loafers, because it's a shoe like spats and also you're lazy. <laughs> I think I would like squealy McRats a lot because it's got the, it's got a little bit Irish in there. Yeah, it does. And that, yeah. That, is, that was it's helpful nice. for me. And, yeah. yeah, and I think just walking around being like, I'm squealy McRats a lot. What do you think my mob name would be? Um, yours would be uh, Abby Not in the Face Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the face! Not in the face! I like that one. I mean, that's a yeah. good, that's a good, you know. It's good. Thing it's to like she hates, she hates getting hit in the face. Just don't, don't, don't shoot just, her in the don't, face. Don't punch just her, don't her in the face. Just don't shoot her in the face. Just, just avoid, avoid just the face. She the hates face. it. Hate it. Yeah, not in the face. Yeah. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. You fall in love with a beautiful billionaire and you both want to get married. Mm. Which of these lies or omissions of the truth would be a deal breaker for you? That, that the billionaire is saying to me. Yeah. So okay. Basically, where you're like, um, yeah, no, I, I can't marry you because of this. Sure. So, A, okay. 
She didn't earn the money. Rather, she was told she could have a billion dollars, but in return, one person in the world would die. Mm. B, she doesn't own the WWE. <laughs> C, she's in a cult that believes the earth rotates on its axis through the power of song, specifically the song Angels of Fenway by James Taylor. Okay. Or D, she lines up for Black Friday on Thanksgiving night. Oof, that's yeah, a tough one. I know. That is a mm-hmm. tough one. So these are tough. So, this is, so, so what, which one is a deal breaker? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'll have to go the first one because, right, right. yeah, if somebody dies, well, I guess, it did, and I don't know who dies, it's just somebody random. No, it could be somebody awful, though, too. Right. That's rolling the dice with that. Like, mm-hmm. what if it's like Chachi or something? I mean, I don't yeah, wish, that would be awesome. I don't wish death on Chachi. Come on. That's too far, Barrett. So which one would you pick? I mean, yeah, that one. But runner up, I think that, um, I think the Angels of Fenway one. That's my runner-up as well. Yeah. yeah that's my runner-up It's a well. bad song. He wrote a bad yeah, song. Yeah. Right. He's written some good songs, so good for him. Yeah, but... Good for him. He's still with us, right? James Taylor still with us? He is still with us. Still doing live one? Okay. Mm-hmm. Phew. Yes. Finally, somebody's with us. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of the quiz. That's it. I got to tell you, Abby, I learned a lot. Did you? I learned a lot about our friendship. Did you? I learned a lot about the movie Friendship Between Joe and Jerry and Some Like It Hot. I did. I learned a lot. Okay. I think you really, you did you did your job by delivering this uh-huh. quiz uh, uh-huh. this week. And you're well-researched this week. And I just want to, before we get into the verdict next segment, I just want to give you compliments. Yeah, that's. On, on how, well, how well you're, <laughs> well you're doing this episode. I feel like this is a trap. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we have to find out. The final verdict, who has a better friendship, Joe and Jerry from Some Like It Hot or Abby and Brendan? That verdict is coming up next. Bud Plugs! It's Bud Plugs, where Abby and I plug our shit. If you want to see my movie, The Sympathy Card, which is funny, touching, and all the emotional things that you like in a movie, but mostly funny, you can watch it for free on Tubi TV if you have that particular app. It's free with advertisement. If you want to rent it and watch it without commercials, it is on Amazon, Apple, Google, and Vudu. So check that out. If you haven't checked out Abby Barrett's music, why not? In addition to being your favorite podcaster, she is also an amazing musician. You can go to abbybarrett.com and hear all that. And this has been Bud Plugs. Barrett and Boogie and Boogie and Barrett and And welcome back. It is verdict time. This is the portion of the program when we decide. What, you don't like when I say program? 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 Yeah. That's how they say it, right? Who's they? What do you say? What do you say? I say program. <laughs> this is the portion of the program. There we go. That we determine the verdict. Who has the better friendship? Josephine, a.k.a. Joe, and Jerry, a.k.a. Daphne, of Some Like It Hot, mm-hmm. or Brendan, a.k.a. I guess Brenda would be my female name if I had to do one on the spot. And it's also what I was called by children when I was in middle school Aww. to make fun of me. You want to unpack um, that? Well, you know, it was back in the day where, like, if you were called a girl, I, don't, I think it was like now- the worst called, thing in the world. Yeah. Right, exactly. I think now we'd be like, okay, you're not actually calling me a bad name. But, you know, we're talking about when you're a little kid and it was a different time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they would call me Brenda and it would be harm, it'd be hurtful. Would my name be Abraham? Abraham, Yeah. Would you think that's the male version of Abby? I mean, what else could it be? 
Yeah, I think it would be Abe. Maybe Abe A. Barrett. Good old Abe Barrett. Abe Barrett. Honest Abe Barrett. Yep, that's what they never called me. They never called you that. <laughs> no. Nope. Never called you that. So it's time to come up with the verdict. Would you like to go first? Or would I will. you like me to go first? I want to go ahead and go first. You want to go ahead and go first I want to go first. I want to go first. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Um, so annoying. I, I wish the listener could see the the, the way we are contorting our faces. <laughs> I to, know, I know. And it's to make only that horrible noise. Us. It's only funny to us. Much like this podcast. <laughs> Most, yeah, I'd say 90%. But um, So I'm going to say that they have the better friendship. Interesting. Tell me why. Because they, like, I am willing to be your wingman, but I'm not going to, like, go on a, you know, all night dance with some guy don't like wow. just so that you can score like with you, Marilyn Monroe I don't care who it is see that's the, that's that I'm is. not I'm not sacrificing my time like that and you know and that guy like pinched his her or Daphne's butt it's mm-hmm. it's too much it's too you know yeah touchy grabby so and I you know they're not good people right but they are in it together you know like right you know I mean there's definitely like a power dynamic that's you know, yeah, Joni Curtis is definitely like the boss. You know, yeah, he sort of he sort of gets all the good stuff out of uh, you know yeah. he he makes Jerry make all the sacrifices. Yes, yes, right. So I mean, as much as I think you would make me make some sacrifices, you know, I think you know not that is, many. Is there an equivalent for for you of Marilyn Monroe where you're like, okay, I don't care, I don't care, I gotta I gotta nail I gotta nail this dude. Like, what if it were like Jason Momoa? <laughs> It wouldn't be Jason Momoa. Um, I think Keanu would it be Keanu? I th- uh, I probably like um, like nineties Keanu. But we're talking all time here, I guess. I don't want to. I yeah. don't want to ham you in. I'm interested in your answer. <sighs> yeah, you know, I don't know. I I just you know, I'm just I just really look on the beauty on the inside, and um, I just would never put you through that. Oh, Barrett, what a cop out. <laughs> Fine, it's Perry Como. Perry Como, okay. I love him. Love Perry Como. Mm-hmm. Merv Griffin. It's, <laughs> it's Pat Sajak. Now leave me alone. <laughs> it's Pat Sajak. He can buy a vowel anytime. <laughs> he can buy a V anytime. <laughs> I think I'm going to go ahead and agree with you okay. that Joe and Jerry have a better friendship. And I think it is for similar reasons. I think they don't let any kind of morality get in the way of helping each other. Right. Whereas I think you and I would just be like, well, no, I'm not going to help you do something fucking despicable. And I guess that makes us worse friends. But I guess I would rather be worse friends. Like yeah, I would rather yeah. have you, and maybe in a way that makes us better friends. You know what? I'm switching Whoa. my answer. Whoa. I'm switching my answer. Twist. Because if you think of just blind loyalty as as friendship, then they're better friends. But if you think of making each other better mm-hmm. by sometimes challenging each other and not and you know, because I think if 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 you thought I was doing something skeezy, even if it was Marilyn Monroe and I was blinded by erection, um, and all the blood was going. You know, away we from get my it. Brain. We get it. Move and on. Because of Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, we get it. God damn. We get it. Move prime. on. Um, 
that that you would kind of step in and go, look, this is not right. I'm not going to help you, and I'm going to help you do the right thing here. And I think in a way that makes us better. For, and I think I would do the same for you if you just got all horned up for bad sage act, mm-hmm. and we're just like, I'm whatever I got to do to get the sage. Yep. Whatever I got to do. I got to burn some sage. I think I would step in and say, no, Abby, this is beneath you. Don't become this. Mm -hmm. And I think, so I'm changing my answer. We are better friends than Joe and Jerry. Okay. So we have a split decision. Yeah, but it sort of comes from the similar spots. Right, Right, but it's still a split decision. So fuck you. Oh, Okay. (laughs) but one question remains abby what is it what is it i can't wait what if we were joe and jerry oh that's the question yeah it's the one we answer every fucking time whatever baron and boogie reenact a scene from a motion picture but change the words a little bit I just got pinched in the elevator. I'm not even pretty. They don't care. As long as you're wearing a skirt. It's like waving a red flag in front of a bull. I'm sick of being a flag. I want to be a bull again. So what do you say? Let's get out of here. Oh, I think that's a grand plan. That idea is worth its weight in gold. Boop, boop, ba-doop. What are you doing? Do you like it? Oh, I do hope you like it. It's my very sexy voice. Boop, boop, ba-doop. Okay, no. I don't. No, it's not sexy. Really? You don't like it? Well, what about this very sexy voice? Brendan, I think your idea is top-notch. Just aces. You've got a lot of moxie and I love it. Oh my God, what is happening? You sound like Richard Nixon and B. Arthur had an adult baby who was very angry. None of this is sexy. Isn't it though? You try it. Fine. Hi, I'm Brendan and I'm a very handsome man. Boop, boop, ba-doop. Oh my god, I do sound sexy. See, I told you. Now let's go find some skirts and fellas and get laid. That's the ticket. Look at the legs on that day. Zowie, what a home run. What a gas. Up and at them. 23 skadoo. Hey, dollface, fancy a cocktail in the dining car? Judy, Judy, Judy. Judy. Hey, buddies, if you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Friendster. I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at we'retooldpod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies.